Welcome to another edition of the Disillusioned Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Z. Today we have a fun episode planned with Dr. Glenn Vo and Dr. Vin Nguyen. Welcome to the podcast, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing good. What's up? What's up? What's up? So for those of you who don't know, these guys started the Nifty Thrifty Dentist Podcast. They also have a group on uh, Facebook as well as a website, which I'm sure we'll get into all that today. So if you guys want to give us a little background of you know your journey through dentistry and and how you guys came up with the the nifty thrifty dentist yeah so uh, i'll go ahead and start first so um i went to school at baylor college of dentistry in in in, uh, in dallas and um i met my wife there she's a dentist as well and so the plan was i was going to move back to houston that's where i'm from originally and my wife went down there visited it was really humid she got an afro after that, she was like, we're not going to Houston. So uh, I st- we ended up staying in Dallas, um, opened a practice up in Denton, which is about, uh, I would say, about 25, 30 minutes outside of Dallas. And uh, we have a practice up there. And so, you know, I always like to help other dentists. I'm always online helping people. And, you know, it's always about trying to save money. And so what kind of happened is that I created the Facebook group, the Nifty Thrifty Dentist. And shortly after that, um, I talked to my friend here, co-host uh, of the of the podcast, uh, Vin Nguyen here. And I said, hey, let's, uh, let's do a podcast. And I don't think he really understood what that meant. He just said yes. And so um, I'll, before we go further that, I'll let, I'll let him talk about his, his, uh, his start in dentistry. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So I also went to Baylor, graduated 2006. And I pretty much stayed in Dallas uh, after that. Uh, I've been kind of associating around here and there. And right now I'm working out in Plano up in uh, up north. So um, so then I, I kind of convinced Vin to do this podcast. I told him it'd be really fun and it's really easy. And I think I kind of tricked him into it. But what ended up happening is it's it's awesome, man. We love doing it. Um, we, we get to meet different people like yourself, um, talking about different ways to save money in the dental practice. Uh, that's what we do in the Facebook group. Uh, everyone, you know, Dennis, we have to work together. If you're on an island by yourself, it's really tough. But when you have a support group, um, it really helps out. And, and you know, we're just there to just give resources to, to help save money. All right. That's great. Yeah, I think our interests are aligned here. The goal of my podcast is, you know, to get these young grads to start thinking practice ownership, whether it's starting a practice or buying a practice so I think your nifty thrifty ideas could definitely uh, help the listeners out a lot to hopefully save them, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars along the way. Yeah, yeah, that that that's the goal there, and and you know we just want to kind of pay it forward. So hopefully, if we help somebody, someone else is going to help somebody else, and kind of goes from there. So when did you? Um, just to clarify, Van is still associating, and when did you buy your practice, Glenn? So I bought my practice in two thousand nine. So I graduated in two thousand seven. You know, just kind of worked on us as an associate, and then we opened our practice. Now, the funny thing is, is that we opened our practice. Uh, we bought our house first, so I live in Flower Mound, which is really close to the airport. And and uh, but around where I live, there's a dentist on every block, and so we kind of moved all the way up north to Denton, and we did our practice there. And so, like I said, my wife and I, we practice together. We do family dentistry there. And uh, we pretty much, between the both of us, we do pretty much everything. That's awesome. So let's dive right in and uh, kind of get into some of the tips and tricks of the Nifty Thrifty. Uh, what are some of the best ways you guys have been able to save money or... Oops, sorry about that. 
Yeah, Sorry, so that, that was me. me. I was trying to I was trying to call you. Just wanted to make sure your, <laughs> your phone was working. Oh so yeah, that's my fault. So yeah, what are, what are some of your best uh, tips and tricks of, of saving money? Well, you know, so so for one, what I would advise everybody, all your listeners, obviously join our group because we have so many different doctors on there talking about ways to save money. I also uh, negotiate dental deals with different companies uh, because we have such a big group. You know, it's easier for me to say, hey, can you hook us up with a discount? I got 3,500 members here. And most of the time they say yes, you know, but when we first started, uh, Vin and I would ask people, hey, you want to give us a discount? Oh, you only have 100 members. Get out of here. So so that was kind of hard, but now we can do that. But number one, join the group. And then number two, you know, just kind of listen to what everyone says because a lot of times people are taking the advice of the reps, taking the advice of the people who are giving the loan. And honestly, those guys might not have your best interests at heart. So you want to deal with your peers. You want to talk to your rep because the name of the game for them is to sell you a whole bunch of stuff. Of course. A b- bunch of stuff you might not even need. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of that's phase one there. Yeah. The, the other thing that, that we like about the group is it's not just Dennis – that are in the group. We have people like Sandy Pardue who are consultants that, you know, that are, that are really there that will help you out and, and give you advice and guidance as well. Yeah. So what are some of the best ways a doc can save money, you know, doing a scratch start or startup? Um, do you have any recommendations as far as equipment or supplies or, you know, third party services or what are some of the discounts and companies that you guys have affiliated with? So, you know, um, kind of popular uh, subject in our group is whether or not to buy used dental equipment. And, you know, there's some detractors, there's some fans, but that is something that you can definitely save a lot of money on. Now, I mean, you got to be smart about what you're going to buy and used. Okay. Now, are you going to buy the, if you buy something that is very um, like t- technology, very complicated, then the chances of something going south is a little bit higher, but you know, buying a used dental chair, a dental chair is pretty pretty simple, you know, and it's pretty easy to fix. So a lot of docs have saved money by using different uh, used dental equipment companies or buying off of eBay. You can save a ton of money there as well. Also, your office design. Now, remember, most of the time when, when new docs are building office, they get their floor plan from their their vendor, right? I mean, that's how the vendor builds in value. But what you don't understand, what most people don't understand is Right on the dotted fine print is if you use their design servers, you got to buy $75,000 or $50,000 worth of equipment from them. So it's not free. And so that's one thing that you definitely can save on money by reading the fine print there. But you can get different floor plans online and actually bouncing ideas, bouncing floor plans off in the group. That right there will save you some money right off the bat whenever you're doing a scratch start. So, you know, for example, a big thing that I promote is inside your operatories not to have too much cabinetry, Okay. Your op is not your house, okay? You're in there due to dentistry and that's it, okay? So you can have a 12 o'clock, maybe a little sink in the corner. That's it. You don't need any of the side cabinets because at the end of the day, you're just going to use those side cabinets. You're going to put stuff in there and you're just going to lose it. So little stuff like that. Um, as far as, uh, you know, uh, vendors that we have negotiated with, uh, one of them is, um, you know, Legwork. That's a big partner of ours. They do a lot of the patient reminders, but what they also do is they also do website design and SEO. And so they're, they, we have negotiated a deal where you get $50 off their monthly fee. 
And that's forever for as long as you are a client with them, $50 off their monthly fee. So a lot of docs will use it maybe just for reviews and patient reminders, but there's some that actually do the website design and SEO. And the great deal about that is they design your website for free. You don't have to pay for anything. You just got to pay for this monthly service and they do the SEO and that's something you need anyway. So, so do you that, guys, use, do you guys use legwork in your practice? I, I use, actually we both yeah, do. We, both we use, actually yeah. both do. Big yeah. fans of it. Yeah. So a lot of times whenever I promote something, it's actually something I actually I use. Um, I just think it's really shady when someone just says, Hey, you should use this and they don't even use it. So we actually both use legwork and it's worked so what out. What exactly does legwork do? I know it sends out like a appointment reminders and I guess you said it sends up a follow-up if the patient yeah. wants to leave like maybe a Google or Yelp review. Or yeah. Other yeah. Yeah. They do the reels. And another thing too, is they do email blasts. So it's kind of like, let's say for example, Dr. Z has a whitening special for the month of July. And so what you'll, what it'll do is you'll, you can create that template. You create the little email like advertisement and it'll just send it out to all your patients. So, so I've heard, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm looking to add one of these features into my practice, you know, once we open next month. But um, I've heard some from some people that Open Dental does a lot of these features for free. Um, has anyone talked about that in your Nifty Thrifty group? Well, not the features of Open Dental versus what legwork might do? Well, you know, it's not exactly free. It costs 70 bucks. So, you know, I, I use, the funny thing is I use Open Dental as well. So I know all their, um, all their add-ons. So that feature, it's like, now I don't know if it's free if you use it uh, alone, but they have a package. It costs 70 bucks. And um, they also have a text, I forgot to mention this, Legwork also has a text messaging feature as well. And with Open Dental, um, I think they charge. I think I mean, Open Dental is like $5 plus five cents a text or something yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, very yeah. cheap. Which is not too bad, but legwork, it's, uh, it's free. Well, legwork, you said, is the monthly subscription. Well, I mean, the, the text message is thrown in, too. Right. Yeah. So basically, the main advantage of legwork is probably if you package it together with a website, would you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's, it's really, you know, they have different packages. So it's, it's pretty much whatever you, you want to use it for. But obviously, if you want to get the best value, yeah, the website, especially if you don't even have a website, it's, it's a slam dunk because you don't have to pay someone to, to build it. They add that in as long as you let them do the SEO, which you need anyways in this day and age. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw on your website something about legwork and BirdEye. What exactly is BirdEye? Yeah, so BirdEye is the review. So BirdEye is basically the the leader in online review acquisition. And so what Legwork did is they partner up with them, and if you go with a certain package, you get BirdEyed with it. So it's, it's it, you know there's different review systems. I've used the majority of them, and BirdEye's up there. So walk me through the process of how BirdEye works and getting reviews. Once the patient leaves the practice, does BirdEye send them a text that day? And what does it say? And how yeah. many of your patients are, are responding to these BirdEye reminders and actually writing reviews? Um, are you in front of a computer? Yes. Look up Denton Smiles Dentistry and tell me how many reviews I have. Let's go right here. Then while you're doing that, while you're doing that I'll, I'll just keep talking. Yeah, go for um, it. So BirdEye, what the way it works is it will yeah, 100, 106 Google reviews, 4.8 stars. Looks pretty fire. Yeah, that's all right, right? Yeah, so, no, not too bad. Yeah. So so the thing is, is with BirdEye, it sends you, it gives your your patients two two ways of doing it. Okay, they will get a text 
right away or they will get a link in their email. Most of the time, I would suggest using the text message because they can do it right then and there. Now, the key is with your reviews, you never want them to write your review on your computers. It's got to be on their phone or their computer. Because- got to be from a different IP address, right? Right, right, exactly. So if you do that, Google filter it. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like a, the key there. Awesome. Um, so how long have you been using that feature? Like, do you get five reviews a week, two reviews a week, or do you verbally ask for reviews also and tell them that you're going to send them a reminder? Uh, so um, there's different ways to do it. Um, and I can, I'll be happy to tell you how, how I do the reviews. But, um, but basically the way it works is that, um, you know, it varies, man. You know, sometimes uh, I'll get like 10 reviews a week. One, one week I'll get like one. It just depends. It fluctuates. But um, it's pretty consistent. I get, you know, on average, about two to five reviews a week. All right. That's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit here and kind of just talk about, you know, day-to-day dental supplies. What are some of your guys' tips there? Um, you know, are you guys using Net32 or some of the other websites like Safeco? Do you use Darby? Do you use any local reps or a combination of everything? How do you guys tackle and find the best deals on dental supplies? So um, this is my this is my recommendation. Okay, my recommendation is uh, go online and find the the cheapest the cheapest deal you can find. You know, so normally the big players are um, you got Smart Practice, you got Safeco, and you got Darby. Okay, now from there you're gonna have the uh, the reps that are around town, like the the Shine reps, the Benco reps, the Patterson reps. They're gonna be coming to your office whether you want to, want to deal with them or not. Right. So what you do is you ask them. Hey, I got this. Uh, I got this uh, invoice, or I got this uh, quote from uh, Safeco. Let's just pick one company. Right. Can you match it? And they will either say yes or no. Now, most of the time, they will say yes because they want your your um, your business. Okay. Now, then you just go over to back to Safeco and you ask them, Hey, um, can you give me a better deal. That's what I did with Smart Practice. Um, Smart practice, I, I've been using them for years, and it's because they beat everybody. They make sure they beat everyone because I have a, I have a two-doctor practice, so I do a, a good amount of business, and they want that business. And so they always, every month, I make them earn my business every month, and I'll, I'll, I'll have my assistant just shoot out, hey, you know, what do you guys can do with this? And people always want to try to get your business, and smart practice always stays under it. So my recommendation for someone who's just starting out Get your get the lowest price you can find. You know, start with the online companies because the online companies can always get a better deal because they have less overhead, they have less mouths to feed. Okay, if you go straight to Shine or Patterson, and you have those two guys battle it out. Yeah. Well, they're pretty much the same thing, so they're not gonna go. They're they'll go only as low as you let them go. Okay, the name of the game for them is they'll try to um, they'll try to make as much money off you as possible. So that's that's my recommendation. So anyways, for for myself, I use Smart Practice. I think for Vin, we use Darby. They and, use Darby. And we actually um, Darby has that that deal with Synergy. Yeah. And actually our 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 uh, our fees, we got them to do it uh, cheaper than Synergy prices. So, but it just takes some negotiation, that's all. So basically just start, you know, with one of the ones online and then you kind of over time just go back and forth between two or three and just, you know, kind of just get each other, keep beating them, beating themselves up on pricing. Everything is negotiable. And, you know, each time you save some money, that's a, that's that's production right there for you. So, you know, it doesn't have to be you as the doctor, but just have a staff member who is really anal about this stuff. You know, look, most... 
you know, most most offices, uh, your staff is going to be female, and most females are pretty good shoppers. Okay, and so this is right up their alley. And so I have my lead assistant always look at my what look at what everyone else is charging, and just making sure that the people we're buying from match or beat those prices. So follow up question: All these corporations or third party, you know, management companies try to say, you know, join us, we'll save you all this money just with our purchasing power on supplies. Is that a bunch of BS or can you basically find and negotiate those same fees as, you know, a private practice owner with one office? So what I would recommend, okay, is if you're going to go with a group purchasing organization, because I know pretty much all of them, pick the one that you don't have to pay anything. Now, the big player, okay, is... uh, Is it SmileSource? SmileSource. SmileSource, okay. But the thing with SmileSource is they require 1% of your collections as a membership fee. Whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot of freaking money, man. And so, you know, look, okay, I mean, they might negotiate some good deals, but just keep that in the back of your head, you know, before you just jump in and, and look at the discounts, because that's what they'll throw out. They'll say, look, I got all these discounts here. Okay, well, think about if it makes sense for you, you know? Now, some people are with small uh, resource and they're really happy. But there's other groups like Synergy. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to join them. So you certainly can you join them. And they, they have a, a deal with, with Darby. Um, but, you know, they encourage you to buy through Darby and buy through other stuff. I like to have the freedom to buy from whoever I feel like buying from. Right. And so I just kind of do it on my own. So it's just whatever, um, you know, there, there's, there's ways to save money. It's whatever, you know, how much control you want to hold on to. So, um, what have you guys heard of any of those search engine dental supply companies that say you could always find the cheapest, you know, product or supply just by using a, a dental supply search engine company? Have you ever heard uh, of any of those? Well, you're talking about like Net32, or you're talking about like um, kind of like a kayak for dental supplies. You type in what you want, and it brings up like you know ten different companies, and which one has the cheapest price? Huh. Um, I'm not too familiar about that. There is one company, and I cannot. God, it's it's just like I, I looked at it the other day. I forgot the name of the company. It'll probably come to me once our, our podcast, the podcast is over with. But there is one company that does that. It started by a dentist. And what they do is they basically search through all the um, all the suppliers, gives you the best price, and then you buy through them. So, um, look, if it doesn't cost you any money, I am all for it, okay? But once it starts costing you money, then really think about it, okay? Because maybe you can do it better on your own, you know? And eventually, eventually, when when all these startup practices, when you start doing better and when you start making all this money, then saving these little pennies here and there probably won't be such a big deal. But as a startup, you gotta be very frugal because, you know, this is this is a big investment for you guys. Every cent that you can save, you should really try to do that. Yeah, all the money you spent, uh, save on supplies, you know, pump that money towards marketing, right? Get those Right, right. Uh, A few more topics here on supplies that seems to be a hot topic on your uh, Facebook group. Intraoral cameras, curing lights, and x-ray sensors. If you could uh, touch on some of that, recommend some, you know, efficient, nifty, thrifty options there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so let's start with with the x-ray sensors, okay? So, you know, we have a deal with uh, Masterlink. They have the sensors called Apex sensors. I actually use Apex sensors. Uh, I've been using it for a couple of years now. They've been working great, you know? And they are, I would say, about 20% less than what you would have to pay at like a, like a Shine or a Benco or something like that with like the name brand ones. Do you know how so, much the sensors cost by any chance? Uh, it's on their website. It's on their website, but I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a lot cheaper. 
Um, now they, they're the deal we have for them is free shipping, which, you know, I mean, it's not too much, but it's something. And then they also throw in a free interwar camera, which is something too. So, um, they throw those in and it's a lot cheaper than the other ones. Um, as far as the interwar camera, we have a deal with mouthwatch. That's probably one of the more popular ones. It costs about two ninety nine, but they throw in the free sleeves, the sleeves that you got to put over the, um, the camera and they do free shipping as well. So, you know, not too much of a savings, but there's, Hey, Anything free is good, all right? So most people like Mouthwatch. I use Mouthwatch. Uh, I've used the eBay cameras as well, like that you can get for like 150 the $29 bucks. $29 ones or? Yeah, the thing is, is that um, the thing is when you buy those eBay cameras, right? Like integrating it with your um, imaging software yeah. is a pain in the butt. Now, if you're, if you're okay with taking pictures and just saving it to the desktop and manually moving it, Hey, go for it. That's what I used before. But with Mouthwatch, it integrates with your uh, imaging software and goes in right with your X-rays. So whenever you pull up the X-rays and talk to a patient in the console, you got your you got your radiographs, and then you also got the intraoral pictures right there. It's really powerful. It's like right there, you know. So do you so. guys use uh, intraoral pictures on 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 all your patients? Pretty much. Uh, I think it's a pretty valuable tool just to help you know. Uh, diagnose and, and show patients exactly what you're talking about. So I pre- we pretty much have all our systems take intraoral pictures, not just for you know SRPs, but for cavities and you know old amalgams and stuff like that. It's good. It's good for insurances too. You know, just so you can show them. Definitely. All right. The last thing. Uh, what about some curing lights? You guys know of any affordable, uh, efficient curing lights where you can save some money? Well, so my this is my recommendation, and this is really for the docs who are just starting their practice, the startups, okay? So whenever uh, there's always these deals with, uh, you know, different uh, restorative companies, like let's say the, the big one is is like 3M, okay? If you buy their Filtech Supreme, okay? If you buy a certain amount, they throw in a free curing light. Nice. So unless you're married to certain type of composite, um, look for those deals. And they have them, you know whether it be 3M or Coray, there's different companies, but they have these deals where they will, if you buy a certain amount, they will give you a free curing light. So I would definitely, for startups, aim for that because you got to buy composite anyways. You might as well get a free light out of it, you know? So that is um, that is my advice as far as curing lights go. I mean, you know, I'm... The, the cheap ones that you can find on eBay, I mean, some docs, uh, they buy it and they buy like a uh, a monitor to, to, to make sure that the curing lights are strong enough. You certainly can do that. But I just, you know, I just, it's it's something that's going in the patient. I just feel kind of weird about that. So I always try to buy the name brand ones. But I, w- I know that one of the cheaper ones is with Denmat. It's called their Magna Flashlight. It's right. considered one of the strongest curing lights. It's not too bad price. I think it's pretty affordable there, you know, and obviously... The most expensive, but everyone loves them. It's the one with Ultradent, the Velo. So, uh, but my advice: find which one is doing the deal, which company, buy their composite, and get your free light. Yeah, definitely. I actually just placed an order uh, for some composite last week. I was talking to a Darby rep. I guess some company had a a buy two get one free, and it came with some three hundred dollar in gift card rebates. So, haven't used the composite, but but it sounded like a good deal. Like you said, I'm not married to any particular brand, so. Kind of just go with, uh, you know, what, what's the cheapest? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Later on, you can be picky. You know, you just like go use something else, you know. But but try to get that deal in the beginning because, like I said, you you know, you need to get some butts in the chair. And until that happens, you know, you need to save all the money you can. All right. So uh, what is one area of dental practice or when you're growing your business that you, you don't want to be a nifty, difty friend? And, you know, one area where, where you're okay if you splurge a little bit? 
Huh, that's a good question. Um, I guess marketing, perhaps? Well, see, the marketing, too. Oh, can you be nifty thrifty there as well? You can. You can. Because here's the thing. You know, depending on who you talk to, um, the marketing... So... The thing is, is that uh, you want to get as many quotes as possible because one marketing company could be way more expensive than the other one. Um, I would say, you know what, that that is a good question because you you can actually pre be pretty nifty thrifty with everything. Um, there do you is guys spend a lot of money every month on marketing, or do you kind of rely a lot on those Google and you know Facebook reviews from a bird eye? So, so you know what the 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 rule of thumb for marketing is that you want to spend at least one to five percent of what you collect in marketing. That is the rule of thumb, you know. So, but what, um, do, you, what do you spend that on? You spend it on mailers? Or you yeah, spend yeah, yeah. So, on, you, you know what? So it's kind of like, um, you know, there's certain things like, you know, the mailers I used to do a lot of, but you know what? Let me ask you one question, okay? When was the last time you opened your mail and you saw a mailer and it just it made you want to go buy or do whatever it was advertising. When was the last time that happened to you? I mean, I personally don't really use mailers. Maybe every now and then, if I've been looking at a certain credit card and it comes in the mail a 20th time, then maybe I'll act on it if it's got like that special promotion I've been waiting yeah. for. But besides that, yeah, I don't think any, you know, yeah, millennials yeah. or young people really use mailers. <laughs> the, the only thing that, I, that catches my eye is that Spring Creek Barbecue Buy one, get one free rib dinner. <laughs> talking about exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so you know, so uh, the reason why I ask you that is because you know the advertising has changed. So most of my marketing goes into online. Would that be Google Ads and also Facebook? So that's the thing. My next kind of step is I'm going to start doing some Instagram ads, but I haven't gone there yet. So most of my advertising goes on online, and you always just have to. You always just have to. Um, Try to get new patients. New patients is the lifeblood of your practice, you know? So, because, you know, people are going to go out the back door, whether it be like they find something cheap or they move or whatnot. You're always going to have some attrition. So, you always have to stay aggressive there. Right. people, Yeah, people get in trouble is when they get really comfortable. And that's like, you know, the dogs have been out for like, you know, it's like such as myself, 10 years, and I'm just kind of coasting and, oh, yeah, you know, I have a lot of patients here. But one day you'll wake up and you're like, oh, man, my new patient numbers are down. And, yeah. you know, Young bucks down the street are advertising like crazy and you lost those patients, you know? So my advice is uh, to just stay consistent, you know, but uh, yeah, Ben. Yeah. I think one of the, the cheapest ones is just internal referrals, you know, just, just constantly asking whether it be your hygienist or the assistant. Um, I'll say it too, but not too often. I usually have the hygienist or, or the assistant cause they, they, they talk to the patient more. Right. It's just asking the patient, Hey, you know, um, does your family come here or, you know, do you, you know, do any of your coworkers come here? You know, we really like you as a patient. You know, we want to have more people like you. And so we'd love for you to have you know, other people that are just like you come to, come to our office. So that's kind of, you know, I think pretty important as well. Yeah, just a few more questions on the, the mailers. Um, if, everyone's, if anyone's going to do a startup, is that a must that you have to do with a startup just to do it? Or would you still say it's not really worth the money? You're better off putting that into SEO and Facebook ads and pay-per-click ads? You know what? I would just say, you know, just just to cover all your bases. Yeah. I mean, maybe do it a few times, but you know, there's that's a whole topic in itself. There's cheap ways to do mailers. That's you know? true. You, could, you know, do it yourself. Yeah, you can do it yourself. You can, uh, you know, there's a website called Canva. Actually, Vin and I use that a lot to do stuff for our group. But it's uh, you can design your own mailers. You can just kind of look for different templates online and design it yourself. 
But the cheapest way to do mailer is the EDDM, the Everyday Direct Mail through the U, uh, U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. What they do is, uh, you know, you just got to design the, the mailer the way they want, but they you can get the mailing list through them and mail through them. And that is the absolute cheapest way. Now, the negative about that is that you got to sort your own mail. So you got to bundle them in packs of 100. So kind of a pain in the butt. But if you're a startup, you should have plenty of time to do that. So I would recommend that. And then um, a company that's pretty affordable is uh, Cactus Mill. So if you're ready to just kind of let someone else do it, Cactus Mill is pretty cheap. Yeah, I just ordered uh, 12,000 mailers. Hopefully going to drop in a few weeks from Postcard Mania. I think it was about $4,500 for for a 12,000 piece drop. So we're going to test it out, kind of see what happens and see if we're going to reorder or not. But um, another area I want to talk to you about, we were, you mentioned it briefly, was uh, search engine optimization. You know, I've seen companies charge anywhere from 200 bucks a month to, you know, $3,000 a month. Is there a big difference uh, between a company that charges $200 a month and 3000 a month as far as search engine optimization? So, so that's the thing with SEO. You know, SEO... I mean, does anyone really know what that is other than the marketers themselves? And so that's like the thing, that's the thing where all these online marketing companies, they pull the wool over everyone's eyes and they're like, look, okay, we, we are the, the team to do the SEO. And you don't even know if they actually outsource it to somewhere else and they don't even do their SEO and they're just saying that. So obviously the big thing with that is you got to look for recommendations. You got to look, talk to other dogs to see what's worked for them. And um, Vin's actually going to talk to you about an SEO expert that's actually going to be speaking at our CE event. That's awesome. Yeah, so we, we are good friends with, uh, his name's Justin Morgan. He's, uh, he's from California. And he is a SEO, I guess you'd say, expert. Right. And so we're going to have him at our CE event called, um, you know, the same name, the Nifty Thrifty CE, uh, <laughs> CE course. Very clever, uh, very creative. I know, right? I know, right? Got, you got to use that name brand, man. Um, but anyways, it's going to take place September 9th uh, this year, coming up pretty soon. And he's going to talk to us about, you know, how, you know, basically, basically the, the, the gist of SEO, how it works, and, you know, basically um, how to optimize um, SEO, basically. Yeah, so, you know, he gives tips So uh, in our, our course, which is going to be in Dallas as well, September 9th. Uh, we have four speakers, but yeah, so Justin Morgan's going to be there. He he goes by the dental marketing guy. And look, if you're going to go by a name called the dental marketing guy, you better bring it. And so he does, and a lot of docs uh, swear by him. That's why we wanted to bring him on. He's kind of helping us as well. And he's actually going to be doing a course. It's called the Invisalinks. That's going to help kind of do SEO uh, for yourselves. But me, naturally, I like marketing. So I do a lot of SEO myself, but I'm really looking forward to what Justin talks about because he says that there's certain things that as practice owners, you can do yourself to help your SEO. So um, it's just, you know, finding people who are generous like that, that should be the first giveaway of whether you want to work with someone. If it's someone who's just talking about money and doesn't want to, is very, I don't know, cheap with the advice, then that should be a red flag. With someone who's willing to help out, that is somebody you want to work with, and so he's the, that's the reason why he's going to be speaking at our event. So uh, for for the for you startups out there, if you want to learn a little bit more SEO, come to our course. Yeah, you awesome. too, Dr. I've Z. actually seen uh, the dental marketing guy post a lot on Dental Town. He's definitely very active oh, yeah, there, yeah. providing a lot of value and feedback. So people should definitely uh, look him up on there for sure. Yeah, he's he's a young guy, so he's hungry, you know. Definitely. Um, yeah, I actually uh, took the bait and I, I, I splurged on one of these SEO companies through a recommendation from a friend who's worked with them called Fire Gang. And uh, 
they charge like 2500 bucks a month so i definitely uh took the splurge there we'll have to see see if that if that pays off or not well um you know where you you know where you can find me and we, we can talk about it if it doesn't go the way you want got a 12 month contract so gotta wait <laughs> gotta wait at least a year <laughs> okay. okay we'll talk to you next year <laughs> So leading into my next question, uh, what areas do you think most dentists are overspending or wasting money and they're not even realizing? Probably like, I guess. With those services, like yeah. the reminder services yeah. and stuff like that. So here's the thing, okay? Um, you know, I think dentists are too fast to just kind of jump in and, you know, sign up with somebody and sign up with someone with a contract or whatnot without really looking at all the players, you know? Um, my... This is just my rule of thumb. If someone makes you sign a contract, that's a red flag because they should always try to earn your business every month. So I'm going to go back to legwork. They don't do contracts. They don't do contracts because they want to earn your money every month. And I've seen other docs spend so much more money with the the competitors. um, And What are some of the competitors of legwork? Is it like Lighthouse or Yappy or... Lighthouse and the revenue well, revenue well, revenue well is a big one because they make you sign a contract. Though those guys in solution, they make you sign a contract, you know. And it's like, you know, what are you scared of? Why do you sign a contract for? You know, just earn the business. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you don't have to worry about the doc leaving. And so that's the big one. I hear there's so many docs that are posting our group that are complaining about man, you know, revenue well or solution reach. They're not letting me out of the contract. I can't go with legwork. And we're like, what's up with that? You know, so it's those little services. Just just do your due diligence and just kind of search around, look at the prices because those services is where they can get you. And you know what? The prices of those services are negotiable. Right. Remember, if 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 this podcast, if you can only remember one thing, everything is negotiable. Okay. Yeah, I can see where dentists fall bait to these services, you know, when you're looking for something and, you know, you talk to three or four different quotes, it gets pretty time consuming. They all start to sound the same and they're all around like three, four hundred bucks a month. You could definitely uh, get sucked in pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it adds up, man. It adds up. You pay it every month that, you know, yeah, 300 bucks, not too bad. Yeah, add that well, up. You have you 10 know. services, that's 3,000 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you decide, you know, which two or three services to go for as a startup? I see here on your website, uh, Practice by Numbers, which I heard a podcast about, seems pretty legit, as well as Dental Intel, a similar company. I think they just run a lot of logistic reports. Is that something you think is important for a startup or more, you know, six to 12 months down the road to kind of see where you're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you asked that. Uh, That stuff. Now, the companies, those companies will tell you that I'm crazy by saying this, but you know what? They're they're into trying to sell you the service. Even the ones that I have a deal with, right? Don't worry about that stuff till after the first year. Right. right now, you just need to you just need to get butts in the chair, get patient flow, and get your systems down. So don't even worry about that because you know what? Your production is gonna go up every month. You know why? Because every month you're open, you're gonna have more patience. So that doesn't it's not gonna mean anything. So the the reminders, now that's gonna help because that takes away the need of one extra staff member. That costs money. So that you wanna jump in right away, okay? Um but yeah, the 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 metrics, I wouldn't worry about that till the next year. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we kind of just touched a lot of the, you know, the little things on the profit and loss statement. Um, let's kind of talk about insurance and uh, write-offs and PPOs, as well as staff, which is probably one of the, you know, biggest portion of the profit and loss statement as well. Any any tips there on 
how to so, maybe negotiate PPO fees because yeah. I hired a PPO negotiation company myself. Obviously, I'm not sure if they're actually going to negotiate higher fees, but if any people had success with that, can you negotiate fees on your own or, or what are your thoughts there? You know what? As far as the fees go, I mean, let the pros do it. I mean, that that is actually, you know what? That's something you want to splurge on. That, that, yeah, do that. Because you know what? In the long run, if they get you higher fees, it's going to be more money in your pocket. Um Look, okay, we're dentists, okay? We're not going to know how to negotiate that. So um, it's just like, it's kind of like buying a house, you know? I mean, I guess you could watch HGTV and watch those yeah. house flippers and kind of learn a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're not pros here, you know? You're just going to get eaten alive by the seller. So um, it, you would definitely want to splurge on that. Um, as far as what insurances to take, when you're a startup, the name of the game is to get as many patients as possible. Now, some people will to tell you otherwise, they'll say, go fee for service, you know, be out of network, blah, 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 doesn't matter, you'll say, man, I'm actually the complete opposite. Uh, take as many plans as you can and just get as many butts in the in, on the chair as you can, okay? And then once you get to the point where you're so busy that you're at capacity, then you start getting rid of the insurance. Right. Then you start, then you start being picky. Then you start weeding out the patients. But in the beginning, you need cash flow. Yeah. Unless you're like a millionaire already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, are you, I mean, I know you're, I know you're a two doctor practice, uh, Zach, but uh, are you guys balling already? Because if you're not, you need to take. To. I mean, we're taking every insurance under the sun, yes. Medicaid, yeah. cash yeah. discounts. You know, yes. whatever people want, to, whatever's in their pocket. That's pretty much what we're going to accept. <laughs> you know, hundred bucks for wisdom tooth extraction. If that's all they got, you know, we'll do it. If we're if we're yeah. slow that day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So so you so you get it. You know, you get it. So that's that's the thing. Like uh, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to take every insurance. But in the beginning, you just got to cover your overhead. And from there, when you're just making all this money and you have too many patients, then right. you start cutting down. Then you start being picky. You know, and that, that's how I did. That's how I did my practice. How the practice that Ben is at, uh, he's with a, uh, you know, he, he didn't mention this, but he's actually buying into the practice. But they are a very successful group practice. And uh, that's how they did it, too. You know, get the butts in the chair. And then after that, start going out and network with as many insurance as you can. How about um like in network? I mean, in house financing. Do you guys have any uh any success there? In house financing to help patients, you know, pay pay for their treatment. You know, um, so that's uh, you know, I'm actually starting to do that. Okay, and the reason why I'm starting to do that is because I want to take down as many barriers as possible. So the the stuff that I'm picking to do the in house finance for is stuff that uh doesn't cost me a lot to do. For example. Uh, let's say wisdom teeth extraction, right? With some sedation, right? right. Um, you know, the only overhead you got there is your sedation meds and your anesthetic, right? And then pretty much it's just your labor. So I'm more willing to do that now as opposed to, let's say, have like a huge full mouth rehab and my lab bill is going to be like a couple of grand. I'm going to be less apt to do financing there because if if I get burned there, that's that's my butt right there. Yeah, but Most dentistry, I'm sure 90% is traditional, you know, bread and butter fillings and extractions and deep cleanings and stuff. Yeah, so so extractions and deep cleanings, I would be more apt to do the in-house office uh, financing. Let's say that you only collect half. Well, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want that to happen, but, right. you know, it's pretty much your labor, you know, and it's just, if it's a scaling, it's your hygienist's labor. So you just got to do the math and see, um, you know, if you still made money, because to me, some money is better than no money. Yeah, I agree with that philosophy. Uh, on another follow-up, my, my wife and I went down to Breakaway a few months ago and took the uh, Advanced Startup Seminar. I don't know if you guys have uh, been down to Breakaway, but they had an idea on the in-house financing, and I have to pull up the book to look up the exact details, but 
I think the patient pays a little more than, you know, 50% down. I forget what the formula is. And then they get four monthly payments and they have to make the first monthly payment the day they're in the office, you know, with a valid credit or debit card. And as long as that valid debit or credit card goes through, you don't have to like check their background or, you know, check their credit or anything. You kind of just hope that they pay the remaining three months. And I think the study said that only like 6% of the patients end up not paying. So like you said, I mean, you'd rather have 90% of all that treatment as opposed to zero and write off, you know, five or 10%, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Because, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of money to ask somebody right off the bat, you know, so if you can get most of it, um, something that I don't think they do that I do as well as I charge a 5% uh, 5% processing fee. Yeah, I now, think that as well, that kind of ate into a little bit of the cost for people that don't pay. There was yeah. like a 5% processing fee or something. Yeah, and, and you know, the 5% processing fee is they could, it basically means, yeah, for my staff to actually process it for you. That's what that 5% is. Right. You know, so yeah, that just, about, just helps add into it. Talking about staff, uh, any ways to save money there? Can you hire some inexperienced people at some positions or what area of the office do you have to splurge on, on an experienced person? What are your thoughts on, on staff? How can you save money? How can you save money there? You can hire your kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Put them on the payroll, hire them as models, right? You yeah. can have like a, you know, like a friendly dog greet the door, you know? <laughs> So um, as far as the staff goes, it's funny that you brought that up because I was about to actually write a blog post about this. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're, most of your listeners are men, but uh, I like to use this analogy. I like to use the salary cap, you know, with professional sports. OK, right. so, you know, let's say, for example, the, in, in, in football, the kings of the salary cap are the New England Patriots. OK, they are always under the cap. They seem to always you know, wave the right people, sign the right people, you know. So the way it works is your practice is like a, a football team, okay? You have a salary cap as well. You have to work within that salary cap to, to make money. So the thing is, is everyone talks about you need to hire rock stars, okay? Well, can you afford a rock star? Because if you can't afford a rock star, then you're going to go into debt, okay? The number one employee is yourself, the owner, Dennis, okay? You're, you're like the Tom Brady, the Bill Belichick, okay? You, All in one. Yeah, you're all in one. You cannot be waived. You cannot be cut. The ship does not sail without you, okay? Now, can you get rid of a, like a Daryl Revis or something or something like that? Yeah. Every so, year. so, yeah. So, what in the beginning, you know what? You might have to suck it up, but, you, you know, it might help if you hire someone with a little bit of experience, but just understand that each year of experience they have, it costs a lot more. The way I did my practice, honestly, I hired all newbies, and I, and I trained them the way I wanted, you know? And now, all those people that started with me, they're still with me and they're experienced. Now, understand that if you start them lower, then you have room to give them raises. And so I've been fortunate enough to where all my staff members have gotten a raise every six months they've been with me because my practice has grown. And I've told them too that as long as we keep growing, then that conversation is really easy when we talk about raises. Yeah. But if you get someone who starts off at 18 bucks right off the bat, there's no room to go up from there. There's no room to go up and you better be cranking it out. So and those are usually uh, the entitled uh, employees that are always disgruntled and angry. You know, they're, they're unemployed for a reason, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, that's my advice. Now everyone's going to defer. They're going to say you need to hire rock star so you can just blow it out right off the bat. Yeah. If you can afford it. That's the thing. Can you yeah. afford it? If you can afford James Harden, then you know, go for it. That's right. My, yeah. my dream's always been to go to Chick-fil-A and hire all the girls running around saying, my pleasure. I'll tell you what, man. The, the, you know, for front desk, Chick-fil-A and uh, Banks. 
that is like everyone has said that that's the place that you want to really poach <laughs> poach people from. <laughs> but um, I, I will say the cheapest labor and see you're going to be opening out in, in East Dallas there. Yep. The cheapest labor is calling the pre-dental society and see if pre-dental students want to oh, work. Oh, yeah. For These assistants come in. Some of them work for free, you know, for their internships. Oh, yeah. But even yeah, the new yeah. ones, I think, start at like, what, 10, 11 bucks an hour? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, it's because they need experience, you know? And, and if they end up doing really good, then they'll be with your practice. You got room to grow their salary. Exactly. So, so yeah. my wife and I were thinking of hiring, you know, inexperienced positions for maybe front or assisting. But what about... You know, the insurance processor or biller, do you think that's something you can learn easily or in that category, should you have someone with a little bit of experience? Well, um, this is this is just my opinion. Some people kind of they they kind of don't agree. But my opinion is everything in your office, you should know how to do it. The doctor, you should know how everything because you know what? One of these days. One of these days, something's going to go sideways, and you might be the person doing the billing. One of these okay. days, or, or every day? Not every day. One of these days. One of these, because it'll happen. You know, you know, things happen. People act like how they are. You know, and if you have a staff member walk out on you, or they're sick, or something, you need to know how to do everything in your office yourself. So, you know, I would say that um, it would help to hire someone experienced there. But I would right now work on myself and making a manual for myself to do that stuff so that you can train the staff member. So that's my, so you're, you're a month out uh, after you're done recording this podcast with me, you're going to go there and you're going to go and just search all these insurance stuff and learn everything yourself and start creating a manual so that you can give. And that's the thing too, for startups, it's easier to start a manual in the beginning than like five years down the line, try to come up with a manual. Okay, because then it's like it's a big pain in the butt. But in the beginning, you can slowly add to it so that when you have a new staff member, here you go. Here's the manual. This is how to do everything. Yep. All right. Any other uh, tips or topics here? You guys want to talk about your CE event one more time coming up and all the speakers and... Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So thanks, Zach. So we have September 9th. It's the Nifty Thrifty Dentist CE event. That's something we've been planning and we want to do it every year. Um, we have, um, it's one day it's in Dallas. Um, we have four speakers. Okay. So speaker number one is Dr. Nissa Holmes. She is with Delivering Wow. Um, she's an expert on Facebook marketing. She's done a lot of courses. I've done all her courses. She's been she's been great. She's going to talk about Facebook marketing. Uh, another doctor is Dr. Chad Perry. He's a former, actually my former instructor and Vin's former instructor uh-huh. at Baylor. He is a restorative wizard. Yeah, magician. He's just like a magician. And, and he's going to talk about different uh, ways he does composites. He is excellent. And, you know, the theme of our course is everything that you learn in the course, you can use it the very next day. So Justin Morgan, we already talked about, he's going to talk about SEO tips. And then the last doctor is Dr. Kenny Wilstead. He practices in Marshall, Texas. It's like a really small town in East Texas, but he took a practice from $40,000 a month to one hundred and forty. Okay. So he turned it into a million dollar practice and he does cosmetic dentistry. And he does cosmetic dentistry out in small town. It's not like a big city like yeah. Dallas. And, and, and his comic, his cosmetic dentistry is not dentures. It's like you know veneers and crowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not dentures. It's not like backwood stuff. And he gets them to buy it. So, uh, so you know. And what he's going to teach, you can use the very next day. So our courses, we want to be able to, you know, we want the attendees to be able to do it the next day without buying thousands of dollars of equipment. 
Um, so that's our course. Ben and I will be there. We're going to be uh, hosting it. And uh, it's a great deal. You get breakfast, lunch, and dinner too. You know, so you can't be that. It's uh, the early bird price is five fifty, uh, but if you wait and after the first week of August, it jumps up to seven hundred, which it's still not still not too expensive for an eight hour course. Um, but you know, it's better to get it at five fifty. Yeah, sounds like a great event. I'll have to check my schedule. Hopefully, I could uh, stop by and make it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, before we end here, you know, the goal of another theme of the podcast is always uh, student debt. So we always like to touch on that a little bit. Uh, I think you guys say you got out about 10 years ago. So what was your uh, your guys' debt thresholds around there and some of your peers who graduated with you at the time compared to uh, nowadays? You know what yours um, is? I'm not really sure. My, was... Mine's a little higher because I, uh, I I partied a lot and I borrowed some money yeah. excessively <laughs> in undergrad. Like yeah. like like uh, the beginning of the semester was the best time for me because I was like the richest man yeah. on campus. Man, yeah. I was eating, eating. And then by the end, you're you're yeah. swiping everything on the credit card. Yeah, we're like yeah. A, you know thirty thousand heirs. You know, thirty thousand heirs. You guys are lucky that you both went to Baylor, right? That's one of the cheapest yeah. schools yeah. in the country. Yeah, well, it, it's getting higher every 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 year. But um, so gosh, my debt was. Uh, now it also depends too, because my wife, when she got out, she had very little debt because she got full ride to to college. And yeah, we're dumb dumbs. Yeah, we're dumb dumbs. So you know, <laughs> she 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 only had to pay for dental school, so she was out like done right away. But most people, um, gosh. So my advice as far as the debt, I mean, look at the end of the day, you still got to live your life, okay? Now people aren't gonna like what I'm gonna say here. At the end of the day, you got to live your life, okay? Because you don't know what your life is gonna, what the next day holds, okay? So if you spend all your time trying to knock out your debt, what happens? You get hit by a bus the next day, and all you did was slave your butt over to pay off your debt, okay? Now don't live beyond your means. Try to tackle as much as you can. But just understand that it's just going to be a process and you'll get it done eventually, okay? But um, some people will just say, just live like a like a college student again and, and pay your debt right away. I kind of want to say be in the middle somewhere because you worked really hard to get where you were and you worked way too hard to live like a college student for another 10 years. That's ridiculous because you don't know what the future holds, okay? So um, my advice for all you new grads with all that debt, look, it'll be worth it. But, you know, just kind of be in the middle, okay? You know, you don't have to go buy the Maserata right away, but it doesn't mean you have to, you know, drive beat up Honda, okay? And it doesn't mean that you don't have to take a vacation because you deserve it, okay? Yeah. You deserve it. Just don't, uh, you know, go go to Cancun. Don't go to Bora Bora, okay? Let's let's be reasonable, you know? <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Just following up, what percentage of your class, if you guys still talk to them, would you say is, you know, still working as an associate versus, uh, you know, being a private practice owner? About 10 years out. I don't know. That's a good question. Not sure. I mean, um, we keep up on, we have a, uh, a Facebook group that has a lot of, uh, uh, it's basically almost, I would say 80%, maybe even higher, Texas, whether it be Baylor, San Antonio, or Houston, um, that's in Dental Buddies. And so we kind of talked to it there. And then there's a lot of people in the Nifty Thrifty Dentist group also that kind of carries over. So, you but, know, with, with, with social media, it's really easy to keep up with everybody. But as far as your percentages of uh, practice owners, I will say, I will say it's probably about, I think about 70%. Yeah, All right. That's practice. pretty high. Yeah. I'm about two years out of dental school right now. And I would say my class, as far as practice ownership, is probably under 5%. It's hard for you, you guys because y'all have so much debt. That's the thing. And it's a, uh, you know what? I, I I hope they do something about that because the tuition has gone out of control. It's ridiculous, you know. And the ways to pay it back is, 
it's getting harder and harder. But like I said, you know, your the profession that you guys are going into, you know, it's a great profession. You you're able to you have control of your destiny. You're able to to earn a good living. So you know, just don't compare yourself to people who've been out ten years like us. Okay, you're gonna get there. But if you try to keep up with everybody else, that's where you're going to go in a lot of debt. But just understand, too, that you worked hard to where you came, you know, to get where you are. So you don't have to live like a like a you know miser and not, not do anything fun. I mean, life is short, man. You don't know what the future holds. And um, at the end of the day, you know, it's just debt. You'll be you'll get to it. All right. I think there's a lot of great advice you guys gave today. I'll have to, you know, rewind and listen to this about 10 times to make sure I write everything down. I don't miss anything from my, from my scratch start coming in a month. But um, final note here. So what is your guys' favorite dental service or piece of technology that you use every day that you can't live without? Mm. Ben? Favorite dental tool service. I don't know. Don't say curing light, man. <laughs> Oh, I think Glenn is going to say legwork. I think <laughs> I do like that, but I'll, I'll, I'll say that something I use all the time is my Isolite. Okay, you need an Isolite for if you're a startup, get an Isolite. That that takes up an assistant for you. What about uh, some I, cheaper options on Isolite? I heard there's some knockoffs that work just as good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so and I actually do use those knockoffs. So, uh, <laughs> have an Isolite, and then you can get a Kona adapter. You can get it off of eBay, and the Isolite mouthpieces hook onto it so you can do it like that but i would say something like that uh isolate and dry shield dry shield uh the mouthpieces yeah, um yeah that you can autoclave those that for a startup is crucial because you don't have that many staff members and if you have like one person who's doing the front and assisting running back and forth sometimes you're gonna have to do like uh you know dentistry on your own and if you have the isolate helps isolate everything and that that's my uh that's my favorite thing yeah, we actually had a, uh, a dental classmate who used to like print the adapter from a 3D printer and sold them to everyone in class for like 25 bucks or something. <laughs> man, that guy's an entrepreneur, man. Whatever he's investing in, you need to invest with him, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, man, what was your favorite thing? I'm not sure if you got yours in there. Um, favorite, uh, you know, technology. I think I think the intro camera is probably is probably the most useful because it will help you sell treatment. And, you know, I use it every day pretty much. You still so. have to sell it or it takes the selling away a little bit? Uh, it, I, it takes the selling away. It's like an adjunct to it, you know, because some people's dental IQ, you know, some people will totally trust you. They don't care what you say. They're like, you know, I trust you, doc. I'm just going to do whatever you say. And then some people, you just got to just convince them a little bit. But you got to show them, you know, hey, this is what cavity looks like. Otherwise, they'll be like, you know, my teeth don't hurt. Why do I, why do I need this filling? Then you just got to show them this picture of this, you know, ugly ass brown, <laughs> brown thing on your tooth. And they'll be like, okay, all right. All right. All right. Well, uh, again, that was some great information. I'm glad you guys can join us today. And uh, like I said, I look forward to your uh, CE event in September. Awesome, Zach. Hey, and one last question for you before we go. Of course. Are you still disillusioned after talking to us? <laughs> I'm even more disillusioned than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that changes soon. And one day you'll be illusioned. Exactly. That's the goal. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you. Man.